Hello and welcome to the Three Musketeers podcast. Introducing the brothers behind it, Hamid and Hissam Amiri. Join them on their journey as they discuss unconventional topics from different perspectives. Real experience with key speakers around the world. Welcome back to another episode with Hamid and Hessam. Today we have our first couple guests on our podcast, Dav and Sohaila, who I've known for a good few years. Today's topic is about health. Uh, we'll go into you know healthy mind, healthy body, and what that means uh, for us. Before anything else, I'm going to hand over to both you guys to just give you you know give an intro on who you are and obviously your background uh, you know into health. Hey. Hey. How's it going? I'm David. And I'm Sahela. And we're a husband and wife. Recently married. Personal training. <laughs> Amongst the madness, we got married during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to drop that in there. <laughs> and yeah, we're personal trainers and we've been trainers for about six, seven years yeah, now. Yeah, so seven years for Dav, about five years for me. But we've been heavily involved in the health and fitness industry for between us about Two decades, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so over 10 years. I started off as a lifeguard and swimming teacher and kids coach. Yeah, I was a lifeguard as well and a kids coach. So oh, wow. and then we, yeah, we worked at Penta and Leisure Centre together. That's how we met. Yeah. Lifeguard, saving yeah. lives. <laughs> and then after that then, I went to college, got some different qualifications, become a personal trainer. Yeah. Same for me, went to college, went on to university as well, did a, a degree in sports coaching and then um, got a bit of experience in the coaching field. And then once I got my degree, realised, right, I want to just go and put this into action now, go be, in, go be a sports coach. So on a whim, I applied for a job in uh, to work in America, never in a million years thought they would email me back. And they did. And I got this interview via Skype. So then I went to live in America for a year, uh, coaching kids, multi-sports, a range of different sports, but mostly soccer. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, came back home and then did my personal training qualification, realized I wanted to work with adults Mm. and uh, just went from there. And yeah, I did. uh, I did two summers in America as well, doing... um uh, activity coaching, mainly swimming. So I was more of a swimming teacher and came home and then started working in various gyms and then uh, started off coaching CrossFit. And then uh, the gym that we were training at, that's how we know each other, isn't it, Hamid? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that gym went from doing CrossFit into sort of more boot campy type stuff and then group training and then into personal training. And then from there, I was just, just dove headfirst into it and just loved it and just continued working more one-to-one basis with clients. And, um, over the years, you know, we developed our different styles and, um, going from like sort of strength and conditioning, more traditional, like barbell stuff, working with like rugby players and stuff like that. And all the way up to working people like my mum, you know, and my mum and dad have had like knee replacements and, joint issues and you've got to be really different with clients like that so it's really nice to have a different array of of clients and people that we've worked with over the years mm, definitely gives you a good experience doesn't it mm-hmm. absolutely wow. that's a that's a very extensive you know um background was it <laughs> for both of you was it something natural you wanted to do when you were younger like get into was health something that you know you were even before you started professionally I think you don't realize when you're young what you're actually doing. So for, well, for me, especially, it was just, I love playing sports. I love being involved, you know, like I grew up with two older brothers. So it was always like wrestling. They were trying to like choke slam me on the sofa. I did martial arts at a really young age. So um, my dad used to play football. So my dad's Iranian and he was on um, (laughs) the Iranian football team. He was the goalkeeper. So I just remember being young and always going to the park with my dad and my brothers and he'd be in goals and I'd be kicking a ball so I think at the time I didn't realize that I wanted to be involved in that sector I just loved doing it for myself through play and through learning development and then it just kind of came later or you know 
you could actually do this for a profession like coaching and I just found a real love for it and I know she will say this but (laughs) she is extremely dedicated and um, she works so hard and I think one of the reasons is because she's got a black belt in karate (laughs) and I knew she wasn't going to mention that then when she was talking (laughs) but you know I think it has really paid off you know yeah definitely but I got to be honest, it was hard to, I remember just, you know, I got to a certain age. So I was doing karate from when I was really young. Basically, my oldest brother got um, was getting bullied at school. So my dad was kind of like, right, that's it. Let's, let's get you all in some kind of martial arts self-defense. And um, the guy who was my sensei came over from Malaysia and he was the first person from Malaysia to bring over a style called Budokan karate, which was just all about self-defense. So I'm not actually sure how they met, but they met and then we started then going to karate. And then I got to a certain age where like, you know, I was making friends with lots of other girls and they were off doing all their other things. And there were times I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I could see this through, wanted to quit. But my dad was so adamant. He was like, listen, there's no way you're giving this up till you get your black belt. And he kind of really pushed me and made me do it. And I'm so happy that he did because... It's definitely one of my greatest achievements today. So at the end of the day, that means don't mess with... uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That's what I got from this. (laughs) (laughs) And a similar sort of thing with myself um, is always in our families where my dad played rugby. Um, My granddad actually played for Wales. Last time Wales beat New Zealand. Sid Judd. He scored the winning try, just to put that out there. <laughs> and, um, and my mum, she was a ski instructor and they both did. They met, actually, my parents in France on a, a outdoor activities thing. Exactly sort of like we did in America, yeah. coaching. And um, so I was always brought up with playing sport and always encouraged to do lots of different sports and have a go at different things and you know, getting dragged. I was so lazy as a kid, so lazy. And my parents used to literally drag me to football, to, well, not, not really football, but um, swimming and uh, gymnastics. And I hate, I just hated everything. I just, and, but I played rugby. That was my thing. I liked playing rugby. And eventually when I was a bit older then, I think um, I really found sports as a more of a relief for me and you know academically I wasn't hugely talented but when it came to playing sports interacting with people I I really just shone and I just loved it so you know I was like captain of different sports and interform and stuff like that and you know I found my calling then and then as I again my parents forced me into becoming a swimming teacher they were like oh this will be really good for you and I didn't want to do it I was really nervous and it was one of the best things I did I was 16 and uh, they literally signed me up for it they kicked me out the door to do it (laughs) and that was the start of coaching that was the start of just having that feeling of instructing others and having to think about what to say how to say your body language and then sort of digging in a bit deeper into psychology of coaching and how how you come across and what you've got to think about and your lesson plans and you know it, it was just really just gave me that light then and then I was able to take it further and go to college and stuff like that and it's always been my sort of go-to and like you're saying it's it's always been the sort of relief for us I think mm. as well absolutely mm. I think you're, you're touching on a very um uh Good point, which kind of leads to the next point. I think before that, my my summary is, so Hela is dedicated black belt and Dav was a lazy one. That's just to summarize <laughs> what we got from that. You are, um, you know as well. But I think, I think Dav, you're making a very valid point. Um, and I think you both said it. So how important, uh, you know, is healthy, you know, uh, exercise to a healthy mind? Because, you know, you said for you, it was a relief. You know, for me, if I don't exercise for a day or two, you know, I get a bit itchy and frustrated. I just want to be out there. Like gym's closed now. I want to go for a run. Obviously for you guys being in that, you know, format for many years and you've seen clients, you know, at the beginning and the end for the audience, how would you describe the importance of actually, you know, exercise and, you know, healthy body to healthy mind? Just, 
okay, I'll go first. I think absolutely it's just so paramount it has been for us, isn't it? Like I can even say just from today, Dav and I have been working on our website. We've been sat on a laptop all day staring at a computer screen to the point where like we could feel it and we our back was breaking. We were like, oh, we need to get out. My eyes were hurting. I just needed to go out, get that fresh air, go for a walk, kind of pull my chest up, bring my shoulders up, lengthen my spine and just actually feel good and just breathe some fresh air. So, you know, it, it does make me feel lucky to be able to do things like that for people that, you know, are stuck indoors. I just feel like exercise has just really helped us immensely, isn't it? Definitely. I know for myself when I'm sat down too much, <laughs> I feel like a coiled spring. And I think, you know, going back when I was in school, you know, sitting at a desk I just couldn't do it you know like I just I I just couldn't sit, sit I couldn't sit still mm. I was too you know I wanted to move around wanted to do other things I was just I wanted to be moving so I, I just feel so sorry for people who, who are just stuck at a desk all day and then it's exhausting mentally and then they don't associate that that with then trying to burn off the physical energy as well yeah, and, um, I feel like it can have an impact on your personality as well. Like sometimes you can be really impatient with people, you can be quite snappy, and some people don't realise that's actually because you need exercise, you need some kind of outlet to be able to release that self-esteem. It's your inner <laughs> chimp, yeah. Like I can speak for Dav and I, like sometimes, so Dav and I have, um, we've been doing jujitsu, and uh it's definitely really helped us since yeah. since lockdown we haven't really been able to go and train and then you know it got close to the wedding and I was like right dad you're definitely not going and training now because I was thinking you're just probably going to have a black eye before the wedding or something because <laughs> dad goes all rugby style in with a jiu-jitsu practice yeah so he was on a jiu-jitsu baton and um obviously since we've come back uh from our honeymoon we've been in quarantine so we've kind of just had to resort to how jiu-jitsu but it definitely helps there's times like where you know it's like you're living with someone they can sometimes get on top of you and they leave the dishes in the sink or they're annoying you in some way sometimes you just need that physical outlet yeah so then feel okay with each other again definitely so, so sometimes we have to you have that to, little you need to burn wrestle. off the steam yeah you've got to burn off the steam have that little wrestle but in a controlled manner professionally and i know as well what if i can't I've got to keep myself into a routine. If, if we're not training, we're not being super active, I've got to get myself up in the morning early mm. because like what I found on honeymoon, even when we were on honeymoon, I was still getting myself up yeah. early Yeah. because if we were just walking, lounging around, sunbathing, it comes to the night, I'm lying there wide awake, staring just at the ceiling, wired. wired and I cannot sleep. And that, that makes me feel horrible because mm. normally I'd go to bed and I'm knackered and I just like hit the pillow and I'm gone. And that's where my head starts going. I've got to mm. be honest, like a few days, even when we were on honeymoon, you know, love my life, just got married, mm. few lie-ins and, and then a few Sundays. That, those nights feel terrible yeah. because you can't sleep. And, and then it does transition in then with like, you know, the eating and the nutrition, like we certainly find that if we're not eating right, like you feel even worse, don't you? Yeah. And, you know, we do enjoy training and we've got our stuff and I set up here since lockdown. So we've got the kettlebells, we've got dumbbells. Dad's dad built us an outdoor pull-up bar. So we've got a kind of old school retro like scaffolding pole with brackets coming out we've got some recycled uh, bike racks which are now dip bars <laughs> so wow. we've got a little um ghetto gym out in the garden and we do like to exercise and we do like to train so then we certainly wouldn't then just kind of eat and healthy or just rubbish food because it you know that saying is true you can't out train a bad diet if you diet into not dieting, but if you're training to feel good, you then you want to fuel yourself with good food as well to feel even effect. better. It's that knock-on effect, isn't it? You know, yeah. what, what's the, the ripple effect of doing that, going for that walk to then drinking a little bit of water, more water mm. to then doing something else? It's, it's that knock-on effect that you yeah. create by doing something as small as just drinking a pint of water in the morning first thing before you even have like a bowl of cereal or something. So then you can just start hydrating yourself or going for that little walk. Feels good. 
you know what? It's it's funny because before this, we were thinking of doing some you know research, you know about what we want to talk about, and I, I think I had some bullet points around you know the benefits of exercise, and it's fascinating because I'm reading this now, but you've covered pretty much all the words. So, um, <laughs> and this, you know, this is for audience. So you know, where can I boost your confidence and even your immune system? Healthy body, healthy mind, physical activity can release endorphins, help you feel happy and boost mood. Um, and then Dav mentioned about, you know, laptop website, it, you know, it says increased brain activity, um, brain productivity, function and memory. And then another point was, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, in honeymoon. So he talks about, you know, helps you relax, relieve stress and improve sleep. So you've, you've pretty much set those, you know, in that, you know, five minute summary. And this is, you know, um, figures and stats I've pulled from various sites. So if, I think for audience, um, and leading to the sort of next point, people think exercise sometimes means, you know, as you said, hour and a half, two hours, uh, you know, hardcore, but you know, you've, you also described those little things, the consistency, you know, maybe have a bit more water, you know, in, in the morning before your breakfast, I guess a question for me or a lot of people, let's say someone listens to it and they want to get into a healthy living or they want to get into, you know, a, a better mindset. Better lifestyle. Yeah, a better lifestyle. What would be, I don't want to put you on a spot, what would be your top five um, golden nuggets? Let's go with that word or your top 10, you, you, whatever. But what would be your sort of, your bullet points? If someone like me, I've never exercised, I listen to this and I say, do you know what? Davin Sohela makes it sound really easy, but I want to know where do I start? What would be your advice? And again, it could be five, it could be 10. Okay. First one, we would definitely say, and I know we both agree on this because we say it all the time, it's getting up earlier. It's setting that alarm and getting yourself up earlier because we truly believe that it is so important to do something for yourself first thing in the morning before you do something for anyone else. That might be just to wake up, stick the kettle on, and then just start reading a book. If you've got like, and if you're up an hour earlier before you even got to start getting ready to go to work, then you know you could just sit there comfortably, have time to enjoy a cup of coffee, read a book, and make that time for yourself before you yet then have to get in the shower and get ready to go to work and sit in an office all day or you know, going out for, oh, so sorry. So that's number one. <laughs> and then, cause I could say then number two would be just going for a walk. It's so key. Just going out there, experiencing the fresh air. Like this is my favorite season right now. It's autumn. It's cold. There's a cold chill in the air, but the sun's shining. So all you have to do is just wrap up nice and warm. And just, as long as you're warm, just going out there and getting that fresh air just does absolute wonders for your mind, doesn't it? I think I just said another one as well with the fresh air. I'm just collecting all these gold nuggets. That's pretty <laughs> so, far. so number four, what do you think, Dev? I you said three of the key ones. Yeah, you said the key ones, definitely. <laughs> Going for walks, getting up just that little bit early. I know so said like an hour before, but just even just a little bit earlier, you know, the difference that people will feel from getting up when the alarm says get up compared to yeah. snoozing once or twice. And you snooze once, you snooze twice. Next thing you've snoozed three times, then the knock-on effect, then you're slightly late. So you've got to rush to be in the shower. Then you're rushing for the next thing. Then you're rushing for the next thing. Then you're in the car or someone cuts you up and then you're late. And then and you, yeah, you're beeping, you're beeping and you're calling them. And, and really, if you just got up when that first alarm went off or set that alarm five minutes earlier, You'd be breezing through it. Yeah. To be fair, you're not saying get up half an hour, an hour early and go for a 10 mile run. You're, you're, and to me, that's what I love. And I, I'm, I'm so glad you've, you've picked that as, you know, your first one. Cause I'm probably, um, one of those who's, who doesn't have an alarm clock. He just gets up whenever, <laughs> All right, don't need to. Whenever, <laughs> the, whenever everyone starts waking up in the world, he All gets right. up two hours later. Okay. <laughs> no, but no, but I think, I think, I think the guys are making a very valid point is, I think so. Hey, let's say really nice is you just get up to have some time for yourself. Is that mm. cup of tea? Um, I don't want to promote, you know, go on your phone because that probably isn't healthy either. It's just switch off from everything. Um, 
and I love that. And you're right. I, you know, has some jokes aside, he's right. I tend to get up 10 minutes before my first meeting, um, <laughs> rush my breakfast. And because I know the meeting starts bang on a specific time, I don't have my breakfast. I go to the meeting, even though I'm working from home, this is now, you know, have another <laughs> one. And before I know it, I'm having my breakfast at half 10 in the morning, which then doesn't allow me to go for a, I don't know, for a cheeky run at half 11. So I'm mm. guilty of that. And I think what you guys are saying is so powerful. Just have some time for yourself in the morning. Yeah. As you just said, then it's that knock on effect because you didn't get up early enough and then you didn't even then have time to have breakfast Then you're in the meeting and then you've had breakfast late and then you can't go for a run. That's exactly the knock on effect, isn't it? Definitely. And I, I think another little nugget would be just being a little bit prepared. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't mean you have to stack out 10 different Tupperwares and fry up all this chicken and broccoli and all this rubbish. Oh, yeah. You could, that could literally be filling the kettle up in the morning and putting a cup and a saucer and whatever you, you need. You love to do that. I do like to do that. <laughs> so you can just walk down, literally one eye open, hit the kettle, know when you walk back, it's done, and then the cup's there in front <laughs> yeah. of you. It's just little things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the lean management, as it my is. dad would say. It's the little things that just make things just as easy as possible yeah. for you. Trim the fat. Trim the fat. That's and, it. You know, little things like um, drink more water. Yeah. Now, when people say that, it's like, oh, yeah, you just drink more water. But, you know, there's there's like techniques to it. And you think, well, what do you mean techniques? Like, I, I just, I'm going to drink more water. Well, I know for myself, drinking out of a sports bottle, refillable sports bottle, is easier because you can carry it around with you. You know how much is in there. You can hold it on the sofa without spilling it. If I've got a glass of water, <laughs> I probably won't drink it. Yeah. Generally, like yeah. I, I just won't. But and the other thing that I, I like to do as well is um, the the water's too. I, I don't like drinking cold water because it like hurts my teeth and stuff, and I can't oh, like neck it. I, I didn't <laughs> That's not a golden hot, nugget. That's just a personal. Yeah. No, but uh, when I'm yeah. hot, but what I mean is when I'm hot, I like cold water. But say first thing in the morning when you think, oh, people are saying, got to drink water in the morning, got to drink water. And you go to drink it, it's freezing cold. And sense. all you want yeah. is a nice cup of coffee. But what I do, I just have a little bit of hot water in in the cold pint and it just takes the edge mm. off it and then you can just... And there's lots of other ways as well. I think even having like a seriously diluted bit of squash, a lot of people like they say to us, oh, I can't stomach water, I don't like to drink it. Mm. Well then, you know, find what you like to or drink just and just fresh, like dilute in squash, yeah, lemon or just having half water and half sparkling water with a dash of lime or yeah, something. Yeah, that's really nice. That works for a lot of people. It's just finding what we don't like to do definitely as um, person personal trainers is trying to force our ways on what we do on other people you find that that just doesn't work but if you listen to their lifestyles and what they like to do then there's always something that you know when you get to know their personality of what they like is you can find something that works for them it's definitely not one size fits all you have to just find what is best for that person yeah definitely and yeah. so what we got so we got walking yeah, we'll drinking against. water yeah two and then getting we fresh air, fresh air, get getting up early for for, and um, you said another one, Dave. Being prepared, being prepared, being prepared. And the other one I say about being prepared is, I, even now people are working from home. So you're working from home. You you know you're saving away. You got all these meetings. If you know that you know twelve o'clock comes, you've got X, Y, and Z in the fridge ready to eat. Mm. That's what you're going to have. If you have no idea what's in the fridge because you haven't done a cook, um, a shop the night before, you don't know, you haven't done anything, you don't even know what's around you. When it comes to 12 o'clock, all the caffeine wears off, you're hungry, you're caffeinated, depleted, you just and you just, you just, you're just searching the cupboards or <laughs> going out and getting something, yeah. ordering something in. And that's all to do with you just don't know where your next meal's coming from. Mm. That's like a primal thing, isn't it? Or when people are in the office, if they don't take food with them or they don't know where they're going to eat, you know, they, they don't know their local sandwich shop or, you know, some sort of chicken box or something like that. Someone offers them some cake. Again, those five cups of teas have worn off and they're absolutely marvin. 
You know, they can't resist it. And next thing they've had 10 chocolate biscuits. It's, it's not because of willpower. It's because they're hungry. Mm. And I say this to my clients all the time. Like, you can't blame yourself for eating when you're hungry. And you think, oh, and then like, oh, I'm so weak. I've just, I can't stop eating biscuits. It's like, you're eating biscuits because you're hungry. So if you yeah, make sure cares. that you've taken some food to actually fuel yourself properly, you wouldn't be devouring 10 biscuits. You might have one, but it's the 10, you know, that's where you want to like. Yeah. And so then, how many points is that? That's 5.5. That's 5.5. 5. 5. Oh, no, 4.5. I gave that prepared okay. extension. Well I'll, say, <laughs> well, I'll say another nugget then is definitely a bit of exercise. That's definitely something that helps the two of us. But as you mentioned earlier i definitely wouldn't say that that's a 10 mile run or training for an hour or an hour and a half for me especially like just having a little kettlebell here it's just doing like a quick little 12 15 minute amrap i say to myself okay what do i want to work on today what did i do yesterday or the day before okay maybe i want to do some posterior work today i want to do some for my back and something for my hamstrings so i set myself a couple of exercises maybe three or four exercises put the timer on and i'll just see how many rounds of those exercises i can do in that time frame and then for me and then going for a walk as well dad and i i know that boom i've ticked that off today and then the next day i'll be like okay i did posterior yesterday back's feeling good, right, let's do a bit of yoga today or do the yoga to complement the posterior. And then the next day, be like, okay, I want to do some arms today. And then that's how we'll structure our days. And then for people who, you know, it's anything that they enjoy. Mm. If it is going for a swim, swim. If it is going for a bike ride, bike ride. If it is running, run. Or if it, whatever it is that people enjoy doing, I think they should just go for it and really commit to it. So if it is getting up a little bit earlier and putting on a home workout and and committing to doing that, mm. get involved with that. Um, I think where, or, or even just trying things. I think the other thing, I think it's something to do with our society where if you try something and then you do something else and you have a go doing something, people think you're like flipping and they don't value. Yeah. Where I think there's a lot in just giving it a go. Like we always say, like whatever it is that tickles your pickle, <laughs> have a go. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Because it, it could be like we did axe throwing before lockdown. Oh, we did that on Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> that was our Valentine's Day day. We went axe throwing. <laughs> and, like, that's hard. Like that Old was couple. good fun. You, yeah. You're on your feet, you're chucking axes. You're pretending it's each other. Who was, who was better? Sahela. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> she was much better. So that, that black belt, bear axe thrower. Yeah. <laughs> she she yeah. looked like she'd done it before. One eye open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, it's something like that. You think, well, it's good fun. You know, yeah. like you said, it releases endorphins. And I think the other thing that we need to take into consideration when trying new things, it's really good for our brains. You know, I think when we get caught in the cycle of doing the same thing over and over again, we just we just get caught where if we're trying to mix it up, variety is the spice of life, as they say. It is. You know, that that, that is such a key ingredient. I think where people, they do the same thing. Like, for example, when you put your trousers on in the morning, <laughs> which leg do you put in first? Yeah. People I guarantee do you do the same leg every single day. And you get same on sock the same first, side of the bed. Same sock first, same side of the bed, same hand, everything. Exactly. It's so autopilot that when it comes to like even thinking about how you do little things like that, we need that variety. We just become, I think in this society, people become robots, don't they, Dev? Yeah where they just feel like you do this routine over and over again. People are just so fixated on a routine. Stuck. They can't But they change. don't even realise you get no. stuck into it. I think what you mentioned around, you know, giving it a go, you're right. There's something about that as well in society where, and I've seen there where people go into a gym. I haven't been gym for, for, for a while because of COVID, but I've been exercising at home. But I, I remember when I used to go, um, you know, there was a guy, he was uncomfortable doing, um, uh, squat with dead, deadlift. He was conscious people were watching him. So he didn't give it a go after he tried it. And I don't know, it was just really weird because 
I didn't want to be the guy who's going to tell him how to do it. But I said, look, I'm not going to lie. The first time I went gym, I, I couldn't do my, I, I, you know, I didn't know how to do it. It takes practice. So I said to him, look, don't worry about it. Just give it a go, you know, posture da, 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 as much as I knew. But there's something about that that's been created over the years. I think social media probably doesn't help and et cetera, where you're subconsciously worried people are going to say, oh, you know, he or she doesn't know how to do this or that. But I think it takes more courage and character to try something you've never tried before. Definitely. And I think naturally we've got so far away from the physical world, you know, we're strapped to the laptop, strapped to phones, that when it comes to just picking something up off the floor, okay, you could could say a barbell exercise or what's the barbell techniques. But I bet you if you've got a farmer out of the field who touched the barbell, we'd do it properly because they pick stuff up all the time. Mm. I think where we're so fragile, where we're so glued to tech and we don't actually use our hands, that we are scared to move. And we've had this thing drilled into us that, oh, your body's fragile and don't bend your spine in a certain way or it'll break. And, and it's like, well, are we fragile or is it because we're just deconditioned? Mm. Are we just deconditioned because we haven't been moving properly? You know, like... Or you go to the gym and these exercises, at the end of the day, the majority of exercises are like being around for thousands of years, but we just now call them certain things or we put certain weight categories on them. But you, you have to go, if you go back, you know, a few hundred years, not, not even a few hundred years of strongman type stuff and carrying. And it was just part of day-to-day life. It was work yeah. for farmers, it was just, wasn't it? Was it work. Yeah. And we're, we're just soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the we that they're referring to is, is, is not including, you know. Yeah, all these IT computer people. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no need to throw dicks, throw dicks this way. No, I, I, I think one to add to the, to the golden nugget, if I can call it that, is, um, and I think Dav mentioned it, it's never too late. So, you know, you could be, in your forties or fifties or sixties, or you not never exercised before. That's that's exactly what I was going to bring up because I think at the start you were talking about how you both started training younger generation and younger kids, and then training your parents. So it's like it's, there's no age gap or limit to it, and everyone is different. Yeah, and I think I think Dad and so, you know Sayla both mentioned that you could start small. You could go for a walk. There's a variety. I'm not going to use um, Dav's um, <laughs> analogy, variety, the spice no, of life. No, about the trousers. No, not that one. I will, we'll skip that. We'll have to cut that bit out. Um, no, but I think I think the variety is very... After this, people will be trying to wear the trousers. They will be. I was, I was thinking, as Dav was talking, do, do I, do, which way do I go? I have no idea. I'm going to be concerned I'm waking up tomorrow morning. But no, I, coming back to the point, uh, the varieties I think is key because... Just go for a walk if you've never gone for a walk. Just do something you've never done before. Go axe throwing, random example. But I think <laughs> I'd love it because we need to do that more as 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 people because then you'll work out what you like, what you enjoy. Otherwise, if you don't try it, how, how would you know? Um, it's same as it, it's same as food, really, isn't it? Like, I, I, I don't like this, but have you tried it? No. So how do you know? Mm. Mm. and they say your taste buds change every seven years so maybe you didn't used to like it but now you do yeah does it really yeah true story yeah yeah so there might be something that you didn't used to like when you're young doesn't mean that you're not going to like it now so you should try it because your taste buds do change every seven years that's the truth kids you don't really like that much things but then as you get older you do and you try things but even from teenager to yeah yeah definitely and I think the other thing as well is like we've got this image of what exercise is. Is it, sometimes it can be like a negative thing, like oh, you should exercise. What you're calling me fat? Mm. Are you saying there's something wrong with me? And you think, well, no, hold on a sec. You know, being fit and healthy you could save your life. You know, just being able to get off the floor mm. could actually save you. So once me and my friend, we were on. Um, we went out for a meal and uh, we were walking home and there was this old lady and she was at the uh, a gate at the front of her house and she was 
just really old. She's like, boys, help, help me, help me. Me and my friend were like, oh my God, like ran towards. She's like, what's the matter? What's the matter? She was like, oh, it's my husband. She's inside, she's inside. We were like, oh my God, what are we, what are we going to walk into here? So we went in her house and this old, old man, really old, has just slipped off the sofa. He was sat on the sofa and he just sort of slipped forward. He was just sat on the floor and he just couldn't get back up. And we said to her, like, you know, what do you want us to do? Can we help? He was like, yeah. So we, me and my friend put went under his arms and lifted up up off the sofa, onto the sofa. And we said to him, it's like, well, what would you have done if we weren't here? She was like, oh, I would have had to call an ambulance just to get him off the floor because he couldn't stand up. So you think all those times that you take for granted when you're young of just like bouncing around, jumping on the floor, whatever you want. As you get older, if you don't do that and something happens, you're living alone and you like literally just slip off the sofa, not even hurt yourself, just literally just slip off the sofa and you, you could be stuck there for a day because you've got to wait for an ambulance if you could even get to a phone, you know? So like the vanity of like being in shape or the vanity of like thinking I need to have a six pack in reality, it's going to keep you keep you alive longer. Yeah. So, moral of the story is: Do your Turkish get-ups. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're making a very valid point because, again, um, you guys been in the industry, um, and I haven't. I've been sort of in the cusps, if that's the right word. And there's a perception um, being created, or has been created, that when someone says exercise, and we, we come back to the same point. Is, is to, you know, uh, you know, look good. And there's a bit of a, you know, vain, vainness. Showboating. Showboating, you know, I'm healthy and I've got a six pack, etc. But I think if you peel away the glamour of it, the reality is when you hit your thirties and forties and fifties and sixties, it'll actually help you cope with life. You don't know if you're going to fall down the stairs and break your leg. And if you break your leg and you're overweight and unhealthy, it's going to take you longer to recover. It's going to be harder for you to move. And that's the best I think people don't think about because while you're younger, you don't think about it. And again, when you get older, you kind of, I feel like you kind of go, oh, do you know what? It's a bit too late. You know, I example, I example our dad, you know, um, he goes for a walk every day for 10k 11k because he's got diabetes and he's been doing that for years and i'm talking maybe 15 20 30 years he does that every day without without uh, without fail wow and the same route no no different routes different routes you know yes nice but he does that, you know no matter what you know when he rains he he i could see he gets um not negative, but he's like he's like disappointed and almost like depressed that he's locked in locked in a house because it's really really pouring down. And he waits for the window where you know the rain stops with <laughs> his drizzle, and it's like I'm out. I'm going for that walk. And you know we, uh, and my dad just I can see and and again it completely you know a slightly different topic. But 2018, you know when we had a sort of very personal um, strategy for that, that was his. Escape. I think that yeah. way he processed the grief because he was allowed to go, you know, for his 10, 12K walk, get that. Um, and I think Dave mentioned, you know, the frustration, the anger, and obviously in this case, you know, grief, you know, um, all the negative thoughts just to get out. So he coped um, a lot better. Where, you know, my mum, she had a, she needs the knee operation. Uh, she had a torn meniscus, I want to say. So she really struggled to walk. And I could just see it was having an impact. And what is what is interesting uh, now? Mum's had an operation a few months ago, and she's walking a lot more. You know, she's doing five, six, seven k. Not only she feels good about herself, but I can see the change in the mood. And you know, my mum is into her fifties. My dad's into his, you know, into his sixties. And Touchwood is is those when you physically see, you know, and you're witnessing the change of the mood and the behaviour. They kind of go. Why don't more people realize the impact of simply walking? My dad isn't deadlifting or sprinting. He's just walking. My mum just started walking and she's not going fast pace. And maybe I'm being a bit 
you know, harsh on, on the audience listening, but I just wanted to be very clear is, you know, with COVID, for example, and it lead to, it'll lead to the next question. So, yeah. So I just, before you go on to the next question, I was just going to say, just so I don't forget what I was going to say is some advice that I would have for your dad and for your mum now would be that someone once said to Dav and I is that there's no such thing as bad weather, just inadequate clothing. <laughs> so for your dad, if he's waiting at the window sometimes for the rain to stop, obviously living in sunny Wales, sometimes that might not happen. But if he got himself a pair of waterproof trousers and he's got a waterproof coat, he's got the hood up, he's got the hat underneath, the woolly hat, he's all twitchy and warm, then it's not going to matter if it rains. He's still going to be able to go out. You know, he's got his his nice boots on, so his feet. he's got his two pairs of socks on, his feet are nice and warm. He's not going to notice that the weather's bad because he's, it's not going to stop him from going out and having that feel-good motion. And I think sometimes if we rely on the weather to make us feel good, Sometimes it doesn't happen. No, no, but no, but yeah, you, I think um, I think so. I make a very valid point. But also, would you would you say, especially these days, and we'll, we'll come onto technology, but maybe for the good use of it, there's just tons of um, YouTube videos online. online. But also, you know, so Hela and and Dav, perfect example where they've got a social media platform, uh, you know, Instagram, uh, Facebook, etc., where they post, they interact with their um clients clients so you don't necessarily have to wear the you know whatever so that's got the tushy and the hoodie and the you know the legging it's called waterproof stuff no i know but you know <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing like new technology it's been no, 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 I know. but years. no but but just to make it a point you've got the other option um and what's interesting there's been times um so hey, like that we've literally rocked up um a YouTube clip online, um, I don't know, whatever it's called that you, you put on for dad and it's uh, 15 minutes, if that, but it's different. It's different. It's exercise my dad's never done before. Um, so um, he's never done lunges, which is really bizarre. And we laugh because his posture is really bad. And obviously I'm really clicky because I've been told off by Sohela, by Dav, by others when I've <laughs> gone to gym. So it's, 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 it's burned in my mind. So when dad does, I'm like, dad, you're not doing it right. Um, but, he gets tired in a different way because he's just using different muscles. Um, Tegan, yeah, absolutely. We were talking about um, COVID, I think was my next point, um, if I remember correctly. For you guys and obviously your clients, um, you know, now that you've got to do it much more remotely, have you seen a shift in how much COVID has impacted people obviously it's impacted in many ways you know i'm not going to go to the you know the, the financial and then you know um, so many loved ones as, you know as, as passed away from a mental health perspective but also just health have you seen that in your in your sector and how has that impacted you but also how are you trying to help people that are obviously feel like they're locked away in, in their four walls i think it must be frustrating for people to have routines broken you know, like the change of scenery from being going to the office and then going to do this, to have that just chopped in half or chopped down to, to nothing. So that must be really tough for everyone. And, you know, like you said, having technology there to be able to give people that, that session at home, you know, so they don't have to leave, I think is so valuable. And we have seen... Well, I, I know for, for my clients, you know, there is there's a lot of frustration and but they still want to keep a routine. You know, that's the sort of nice thing about sort of work, keep working with people is trying to keep their routines up as well. And OK, they don't get the change of scenery that they, they used to really like going to the gym, but just being able to do something in the house to get a bit of a sweat on, doing something for themselves first thing in the morning before they you know, dialing on a, their first of many Zoom calls for that day is just, I think, empowering for themselves as well. And it, it surely is going to have a knock-on effect. And for us, it's definitely made us think about how we want to approach um, our business. Mm -hmm. And going forward, it's definitely changed, definitely changed my sort of dreams and aspirations of, you know, what I'd love to have. Like, I, I 
I used to think I really wanted uh, our own gym. You know, I'd love this big gym and this and that. And after this, just thinking, no way, you know, like the thought of having a big facility and employing people and having paying members to have it closed down. It's a liability, isn't it? Huge liability. It's really made us change and made us think about different routes and different ways to structure our business and how we're going to come together. Because we used to work apart. We used to work um, um, at different gyms and now we're working together online. And we're about to launch our platform, actually. A little plug for our uh, new <laughs> online training platform. Yeah. Go for it. I was going to ask, was gonna, was gonna ask you. So. Daphne.com. <laughs> is, it, is it live yet already, the website? It's live, yeah. Okay. So what we, 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 could, just we, so can, we can put the link on the... On the bio of this. 10% commission. For 10%. No, no, no. no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll put the bio. But you know what, Dav? Let's talk about that. So what if you want to share, obviously, with the audience, what is your, obviously, both of you, what is your new vision? Um, you know, what is it you want to offer to the, to the, to the clientele out there? It's a selling pitch. <laughs> so what we want to offer is strength and suppleness from the comfort of your own home. So for Dav and I, through COVID, all this uncertainty, we just, we decided we just didn't want to go back to a physical gym. We thought that, you know, we would like to just be able to deliver classes from the comfort of your own home, bring in our strength and suppleness together. We've realized, you know, from years of being in the industry, from being involved in sports ourselves, from having countless injuries, how important it is to not only be strong, but to be flexible as well. You know, we do a lot of the yoga, we do a lot of the strength training, we do jujitsu. So for us, it's so paramount. So we just don't feel that there's enough of that. And it's having that balance between, um, you know, your traditional strength type exercises and your supple movements, your your traditional type stretches. You know, we we want also, like we were saying, the whole time is about routine. And by working online and working, delivering our sessions through Zoom, through our platforms, we can be accountable and we know we're not going to go anywhere. Nothing's going to affect us. So in this world where it's super chaotic and we're not sure what's going to happen, we want to give some clarity, some accountability and some structure to our clients. So that's why we're focusing on online. And each session, we've got a great timetable throughout the week and, um, uh, one of our main goals is to to get good habits with our clients and get them to train with us first thing in the morning. And then we have um, other sessions in the afternoon. To me, it sounds like you're making it very more personable, which I think these days is lost. In the world uh, of online. In the world of online, yeah. Um, mm. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to just say that, just, just thrown out there. But no, I, I think, jokes aside, it's becoming... You know, when you go to gym and, uh, you know, to, uh, I don't know, the gym or wherever, you've got your PT sessions and you've got 40, 30 people. It's great because you're focused. But I think what you're saying is you're building that one-to-one relationship with your with your clientele, if that's one, five, 10, 15, and they can reach you a lot easier because it's not like that boxed hour session and then you go away. I think what you're creating is... Community. A community, yeah, yeah, yeah. A tribe. We're creating a, a tribe. A tribe, yeah, I love that. I love that. I think I've—I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, We've—I've been fascinated about you know your story, um, well, both your stories and you know your background and the importance of health for the audience out there. If there is any, you know, would, would, what would be your what would be their what would be your advice? I know we talked about COVID to a degree, but what would be your advice on someone who's struggling? Um, you know, at the moment to find that, I don't know, that energy and that, um, you know, motivation. Would they be, would they be those five? No, just join the, the new website. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Just, All right, just let me just ask small. the question and the guys can just say I, that. I say, <laughs> you know, my little, my little tip is just start small. Yeah. Just start small and just little things, you know, don't, 
don't try and put a big weight on your own shoulders that you're going to run 10k in the morning yeah lift, do a crossfit workout in the afternoon eat nothing but spinach and broccoli and then in the morning when you press snooze you feel like you've ruined the whole thing yeah it's not practical is it no and i think that makes your mental health worse and worse and i think if you're then judging yourself against others that you see online i think that's where we can really slip up oh this person's doing that this person's doing that oh, i'm nowhere near that or what's the point, you know, where, like we said earlier, it just starts with a little walk. I think it depends, yeah, like with a little walk. It depends on the lifestyle of the person as well and what they do for a job. Like if you're sat at home all day on a computer, you know, kind of naturally your shoulders are kind of hunched forward. You don't even realise you're doing it. You're typing all day, writing emails, doing this and that. You don't realise how detrimental that can be to your health and your posture. So just going out... And going for a walk is going to really help them. And that's not saying go for a run. That's just saying get out and get some fresh air. And that's a key exercise. Definitely. So, you know what? You, you, you took words out of my mouth there. In work, your desk is supposed to be the right height. You're supposed to have the right chair. The, the screen's certain height, you know, for your eyes. So you do sit up properly. And then every, everyone now is working from home. They're sat on kitchen tables, pool tables, kids' tables, you know, garden furniture, whatever it is to pull together to do homework. And then they are just all cooped in. So I think just setting yourself a little timer where for every X amount of time that you stand up, like we're, we could be standing up, walking around the house, doing this call. You know, how many of these calls could you just be stood up for? They're just on Zoom chatting compared to sat down hunching over. I would say a key one as well, if you were just starting off, would definitely be yoga. Because yoga, you know, is really something, as you touched upon, um, going to a gym and seeing that guy and he was doing some squats. He just instantly felt really embarrassed because he felt like people were watching him. And I think the beauty of just being from home is no one's watching you. You can just kind of be in your element where you can put a video on and, you know, it's just all about that stretching and that movement with breath. It does really help relax you and it's it's almost meditative. So that would definitely be... And the nicest thing about doing yoga at home at the end when you're doing the shavashana... Shavashana. (laughs) I still can't say it. Is when that's the chill out bit. (laughs) You just lie there. It's my favourite bit where you just lie there. It's his favourite bit. He gets his pillow ready. Yeah. His pillow there, his blanket and he's sleeping. When at home, you can just lie there for as long as you want. Yeah. When you're doing a class in a gym, after two minutes or whatever, they're like, oh, great, thanks, yeah. everyone. Bye. Yeah, you have to go home. That's the best bit. Oh, but if you do it at home, you can just lie you there. just fall just asleep. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> That was painting a great picture of himself, you know, being the lazy one. Um, guys. But you've um, earned it from doing the yoga session. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Guys, honestly, it's. Um, it's a pleasure having you both uh, on this with us. And it's, I, I found it fascinating talking about, you know, health, but also mental health. Uh, once again, uh, from me uh, and Hesam, a big thank you for us. Uh, and go check them out. We'll, we'll put the link on the, on the bio. Thank you both. Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much for having us. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Three Musketeers, hosted by Hamid and Hesam Amiri. Don't forget to share and follow, as more thought-provoking episodes with guests around the world will be appearing soon. See you soon.